All right. How's everyone doing this this afternoon? Guys, let's get – oh, thanks, Sam. We got some good participation right there in the back. Everybody take a look at Gabe. He's just chilling out on the new couch. Looking good. Anyways, <laughs> uh, Sam's not with us t- this evening. He is actually going to be – he's preparing for Vizcaino. Um, they're taking off tomorrow. La Paz, excuse me, La Paz. There's a uh, pastor's conference in La Paz. Sam's been asked to teach on Saturday. He's given four hours of, of lecture. He's going to be going through – some core leadership uh, talks uh, in regards to the pastors that are in the in the area, and then he just got asked again to speak twice on Sunday. Yeah, so talking with Sam, he came by earlier today, and and uh, I was telling him that's God, that's a sign, it's a sign from heaven, you know, because Sam's so good, isn't he? Don't you agree? Sam's so good when he's uh, teaching. So. As Jillian prayed today, we're talking about vision, and if you guys follow along on our Instagram and uh, Facebook feeds, we've been talking a lot, asking people the question, um, how can we service, or how can we better serve our community here at Genesis, Genesis, our surrounding community, and the world? And I think there are some things that we have been doing at Genesis that we've been, we're growing at, and we're continue to continually growing at. And that's with serving our community and, and serving our serving the world. So that's one thing um, Sam, Gabe, and Jillian will be doing this next week down in uh, La Paz. I know Jillian has some visions. Where is she at? Oh, there she is. Um, she has some visions, some dreams to really check out some of the places we can be participating in in the years to come. And I think that as we grow together, we're, we're going to cultivate our heart's desire for Mexico and for Haiti. Do you guys know that we go to Haiti? We do things, Haiti. In fact, Dennis, your wife is in Haiti right now, isn't she? So his uh, everybody say hello to Dennis if you don't know Dennis. He's such a good guy. His wife and they, them they have a big heart for Haiti, and she's in Haiti right now. And the great thing is, when she comes back, I'm hoping that we can get some really good, exciting, nice haircut. By the way, Dan, you look good today. Everybody, that's Dan over there. That's Ali's. There are newlyweds here at Genesis. So we just got to pump them out, pump them out. You know, new married people. And no, I'm just kidding. I just. <laughs> I could barely hear myself, but maybe I'm talking really loud. Yeah? Okay. No problem. <clears throat> so anyways, where was I? So she's in Haiti right now, but what I'm hoping is that she comes back, that she's going to be able to cultivate our hearts to really have a desire and a passion for Haiti. Because to be honest with you, I know there's been a lot that's been going on in Haiti prior to the earthquake, and then after the earthquake, um, there's a lot of movement going on down there as well. So I'm hoping that as we grow together as a church and as a community, we can really develop our hearts for the things that we're already doing down in Mexico and down in Haiti and even in our local community. I know that I've been talking to Sam. Um, <clears throat> there's been some stuff that we're going to be getting connected here. Um, hey, what's up, Alex? Uh, we're going to be getting connected here so we can better serve our community. So with that said, turning your Bibles or you guys can follow along on the screen. But we're going to be in Genesis chapter 37 today. And like I said earlier, we're going to be talking about visions and dreams. And if you read the scripture, you read the Bible, and you take a journey along when people, when God gives people visions and dreams, sometimes he asks us to keep those a secret, and sometimes he asks us to go ahead and tell the world. For instance, <clears throat> Moses. We all know the story of Moses, right? The majority of us. Joseph was hanging out. He was cast out of Egypt, and he was walking through the desert. And all of a sudden, he sees a light in the great, you know, on the side of the mountain. And he says to himself, well, what is that light? Out of curiosity, he goes up and he checks out the burning bush. And God get, tells him a secret. He says, hey, you're going to set the captive. You're going to set the Israelites free. I've chosen you. And I think at that very moment, 
or within within that time frame when God was revealing his purpose for um his exact purpose for Moses, he had already been touched God had already been uh excuse me, it's been confirming some of the issues and the things that had been going on in Moses' heart. Because if you read the scripture, you'll see that since Moses Moses was a very young man, he knew that there was a calling on his life. There was a promise. And he always knew, he always was like, Oh, I, I'm there's something bigger for me to do. There's something bigger for me to do. And that's why when you see him, he killed another Egyptian because he he started moving. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Moses knew before God ever spoke to him on the burning bush that there was a calling in his heart. There was a vision and a purpose. And I think Moses knew that ever, from, ever since the beginning, since he was born and he was growing up. And that's why sometimes he took it upon, it, upon himself to set the Israel, Israelites free before his time. And it caused him to get into some trouble, caused him to be exiled or cast out of Egypt. And he had to go on this big, long journey. Anyways, going on, Genesis chapter uh, 37, verses 5 through 11. And what we'll do here says, Joseph had a dream. And when he told his brothers, they hated him all the more. He said to them, listen, this is the dream I had. We were binding sheaves of grain out in the field when suddenly my sheep rose and stood up while your sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down. His His brother said to him, do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually rule us? And they hated him all the more because of the dream. I'm sorry, because of his because of his dream and what he had said. Then he had another dream and he told and he told his brothers, listen, he said, I had another dream. And this time the sun and the moon and the 11 stars were bowing down to me. (laughs) When he told his father, when he told his father, when he told his father as well as his brothers, his father rebuked him and said, what is this dream you had? Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come down and bow down to the ground before you? His brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept the matters in mind. And this last part right here in verse 11, in verse 11 says, but his father kept his, kept this matter in mind. There was another time in the Bible where there was a parent and this parent received a message and they said, your son is going, is the savior of the world. And he's going to change, change. I'm paraphrasing. And that was Mary. And the Bible says that when she, when she heard these words from the angel, it says she hid them in her heart. Because here's the thing. I think God gives us dreams and visions and purposes. But sometimes they don't happen all at once. They're left there so that we can keep dreaming about them, keep praying about them, so that God can do the little things that he needs to do in order to make it happen. Have you guys ever planned an event? Weddings? You know, or you're a teacher. You're planning an event at school. And I'm sure that there's a lot of uh, front work that needs to be done before the event. You know, the other day we were having, um, we were, I had lunch with a, another pastor, uh, one of Gabe's friends, and he was talking about an event. They just had a men's retreat. And he said, gosh, the work before the men's retreat was so much toil. I mean, we, we almost canceled the men's retreat. We almost said, hey, you know what? Can we get our deposit back? Let's send the money back up to the campsite and get up. We, we can't do this. They were fighting, bickering. People were like, I, I can't help out anymore. Leaders were dropping out. But at the end of the day, they kept pushing through and they finished. But leading up to that vision that they had for this retreat, 
There was a lot of pain. There was a lot of work. There was a lot of toil that was going on together. But you know, at the end of the day, it brought them together. Has anyone ever been on a team here before? Like a basketball team, softball? Yeah, softball team. I'll share this example. I didn't play on a lot of teams when I was young. I wish I did. I was more into like karate and theater. That sounds so, that sounds so wimpy. But I did play sports on the side with the guys, you know, you know, slashing up. But I remember I was in eighth grade. And have you guys seen the movie uh, Grease? Yeah? Okay. Well, I was the Hispanic version of Kaniki. <laughs> had my, I had hair then, and I slicked it back. It was looking really good. And so they had me play Kaniki in the eighth grade play down here at Upland, Upland Junior High School. And it was a big production. And we worked, I mean, months, literally three months to try to get this done because it was part of our, one of our classes. It might have been more, maybe four months. And we were working at it, working at it, and uh, we did the, you know, the whole dancing. You remember the Born a Hand Jive? This? And you know, in the, I did the splits. You know how Kaniki does the splits in the movies? Well, my adrenaline was pumping so much that day that I actually went whoosh all the way down. And I was like, dang. And the crowd was like, ah, going wild. Anyways, that's besides the point. At the very end, you know, we took our last bow. We did three performances one day. We took our last bow. And then all the actors went in the back. And you know what we started doing? We started crying. Oh, my God. We finished. This is amazing. Oh, gosh. We were hugging it out. Like, I can't believe we just did this. And it brought us closer together because we worked at a specific goal, at a specific task, and we finished. We finished. It was hard, you know. It was hard, but we finished. There was another time I remember when I was at um, at my old church. We used to do this. Uh, we used to do this ministry once a year. It's called the Wow Jam. We used to do it out in Fontana, and my job was to do the potted plants. I'm like, man, I don't want to do the potted plants. I want to do something cool, you know, haircuts. You know, I can I can fade. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but I had to do potted plants. So my job was to go around the area in Fontana and parts of Rancho and collect potted plant donations, little ones that we can give away to moms with little Bible verses on them and ask them if, you know, if they need prayer. And then, so we were doing this, all this planning and planning before this big wow gem. We had, you know, people out there giving free haircuts, uh, people from our church giving the potted plants away, doing face painting, holding babies. You'd be surprised when you go into neighborhoods that are just a little bit more, um, you know, you know, they're down ghettos. You know, it's what it is. It was a ghetto. You know, we're in the hood. You'd be surprised on how many people would trust us and let them hold, let us hold their babies, and let us, uh, you know, nurse their babies while they can go out and be ministered to in other areas, because of that trust, because of that, that love that we created over the time, just knocking on doors trying to get people to come. But at the end of that, it molded families together, it molded people together, and there is people that for years I, I was doing ministry with, you know, they were sound guys. They were uh, people on my, on my worship teams. But because of those potted plants, because we served a purpose to reach our community, it brought us closer together, not only as friends, but as family. And I don't, you know, I don't always keep in contact with the same people, but you know what? We'll always, forever till this day, have that connection that we achieved the goal together. And that was the vision and the dream we had to reach a community out in Fontana. And so with that said, since we're talking about visions and dreams, I think that God is stirring in some of our hearts here. And I've been talking to Sam about visions and dreams because I know Sam has a lot of vision and a lot of dream, dreams. And I know a lot of us in this room probably do. In fact, the other day, I'm going to go here on my, on my phone so I could read some stuff to you. 
I'll just tell you. The other day we posted a comment. It was a picture, and it says, how can we better service our community, Genesis, the surrounding area, and the world? And we posted that on our Facebook, and people started replying. They said, hey, we can take grassroots. You, you guys know what grassroots is? We can take grassroots, and we can make that like Gary – I think it was Gary Street? Randy. Randy Street. Thank you. Like Randy Street. And we can um, we can take – have you guys been to grassroots yet? We can take that grass – you got to go. It's really good. Poetry and all this cool stuff. It's different, you know. <laughs> it's real different. But um, but bless those guys if they're going to listen to this, then bless you guys. Thank you for coming. <laughs> but it is different. So, but the thing is, if we can take the, someone that said, why don't we take that to the local community? Maybe once a month thing or maybe another, every other month. But that is a great idea because it does two things. It One, it serves the community. It serves a, a need that's in the community to bring hope and joy. Because the reality of there are a lot of people who are not living in hope and joy. And we run past them every day. They're hopeless. They don't know how to get to the next level. And they need people like us to just say, you can do it. I've done it. You could do it. And two, it brings life to ourselves. So when you get when you step out of the box and when you're able to serve someone else, not only are you serving them and serving their needs, but it's you're filling your needs as well. You're filling your heart. See, there was a time when Jesus was walking and he needed water from a well and he ran into a lady. And he said, hey, if you drink from this well, it's going to keep overflowing with new water. And the purpose of that well inside our hearts is so that we can give that water away and get some new water inside. Does that make sense? So it keeps giving us life and it keeps giving us life over and over and over again. And so going back to visions and dreams, we know this story. I think the majority of us know this story. I'll paraphrase it. But he went through a pretty rough time. He was sold into slavery by his brothers. He was at one point, at one point um, a great servant with one of, the, one of the great governors in Egypt. Went back into jail and then back up again as one of the great leaders in Egypt. But there, were process. there was a process before he can start having his family bow down to him. Before the vision came to fruition, there was a process. And so there's a process here at Genesis that I think that we've been going through together as a family and as a community of growing and going to the next into the into the next uh into the next phase. If you uh there's three parts I want to talk about real quick. There's the dream, which we already talked about, and I think the dream is to continue to to cultivate hearts here at Genesis and our surrounding areas. Uh would you guys agree with that one? I wrote down here, it says the dream. The main dream and the main objective is this, to cultivate hearts for God and for people. The, re- the truth is, if our hearts can stir and start breaking, our hearts breaking for people, it doesn't mean you have to cry. You have to be like, oh God, like a, I am a crier. I hate that. I am a crier. I don't like to admit that. <laughs> but you're a girl. <laughs> is she? Yeah. yeah. What about you? No? Now, I hate it. My buddies just say, hey, when was the last time you cried? And the other guy will say, oh, I don't cry. What about you, Alex? I'm like, the other day. And I'm like, I hate that. Because I'll just be watching a movie and I'm like, oh, don't cry. Oh, oh, I don't care if they like you. I don't, I'm a man. We're not supposed to cry. <laughs> I'm not trying to talk to any girls right now, but I'm just saying, you know, 
It does because even in my in front of my, you know, I'll share this with you. I hate crying. My sister is probably one of the closest ladies in my life. I love her to death. I hate crying in front of my sister. You know, I I, I don't feel like a man. I'm like, mm. she's like, it's okay, baby. I'm like, don't call me baby. Don't call me baby. Okay, hate that. But we're all going to respond to that cultivating of the heart in different ways. Some of us, it might just be like, bro, let's hang out and talk. Let's have some coffee. Or the ladies, you know, you might ask another woman out to, for coffee or, you know, do you want to come over and bake? But you're cultivating that heart for them to, to, to believe for them. Because you know what? You know what people need in our society today, all over the world, is they need somebody to know that they believe for possibility for them. Have you ever had someone come up to you and say, I've been praying for you. I believe in you. You know what that does? That triggers something in your mind that says there's possibility. And you know what? When we can cultivate our hearts for other people, we're going to be able to communicate possibility for them. Two is community. We have a really good community here. We've all grown. I've, we've known each other over the last couple of years since I've been here. And I know some of you have known each other uh, before that as well but we've done small groups we meet here every wednesday we see each other on sunday mornings give each other hugs like that song was good we talk about our lives together and that builds a community but if you look around this room the it ranges from young you know believers to seasoned veterans in this room you know all over the room yeah i'm saying hey all over i looked over here there's people behind you so you know hey i wear glasses (laughs) (laughs) but we do have some veterans and the thing is I know that in talking with Sam and in talking with some of the other people we want to Genesis does want to want to become a place where we can actually use the people in our community to become creative in the way they serve now that doesn't mean you have to be artsy and know how to play the guitar or do good uh, selfies and stuff like Jillian on Instagram you know but what it does mean is that you are able to step out of your zone and serve. Serve in, 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 in different capacities. You're able to touch people's lives. I mean, who likes to bake cookies here? Who li- okay. If you were to bake something, let's just say, hypothetically, if you bake something and you brought it, that's you're serving somebody, you know? They may, you know, yeah, you're feeding their bellies. Or it could be, you know, it could be whatever. You know, I love it when... I'm going to pick you on you guys. Hope I, hopefully you don't mind. But Irene and Lawrence, they come here thir- on Wednesdays. Sorry, we used to be Thursday. They come here on Wednesdays, and they set everything up. You know, they set up the tables. They start the coffee, you know, and they do things like that. Nobody knows. Nobody really knows that they do that. But that, well, now they do, right? Give them a hug and a high five. And then Eileen and I talk over here about how the couch should be set up and stuff. <laughs> so, anyways. <clears throat> Our community. There are so many different possibilities, both young and old. It doesn't matter where you're at in the stage of life. We can. I, what I believe is this: if you're teachable and you're open, we're really able to affect the kingdom of God in, in such a tremendous way. Thinking outside of the box, you know, versus like we have to ha- have church here. We have to invite people to the church, but we can go out. We can serve them in so many different capacities. Encourage one another to say, "Hey, get out there." Um, we have people who are in the medical field, people who are teachers, people who, you know, just work, you know, I DJ. That's what I do for a living. I DJ. And you know what? I'll tell you this. When I first started my business, I used to pray for people. I used to talk to people and just like, Hey man, can I pray for your wedding? 
be, be very receptive to that. You know what? I don't, I don't do that anymore. I'll fall short. I don't do that anymore. And I can't remember the last time I looked at a client and said, hey, man, can I, can I just pray for your wedding that it would go smoothly? And maybe because that got, just got a little dull in my heart. Maybe just because I just focused on other things instead of the little task. But that's what our community does. It doesn't just plan events, but it goes out into the world. And lastly, we'll talk about this. Um, the future. The future of Genesis. So we talked about a dream. What that dream is for Genesis, it can look different for different people. But the future, the future, I've been talking to to uh, to Sam, and I'm getting crazy in my mind. I'm like, oh, we got to do this. We got to do that. Sam, I'll text Sam at 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. I know he's up. And I'm like, Sam, what are you doing? Hey, I just, I, are you awake? <laughs> yeah, what's up? And so we start texting, texting back and forth. Or, and I found a building the other day. You know, Sam said it's cool if I talk about this now. Don't get scared. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> but what I did is I found this building with, and I went with Gabe and we looked at it and we started dreaming. We started believing in possibility bigger than what we already have. And we started saying, what would it take for Genesis to become even better than what we are? Get to a place where we're not only just meeting at two facilities, we're meeting at one facility, but we're still connecting with our community. And we started dreaming up all these possibilities. And that's what I see for the future of Genesis. But before we can get to somewhere where we're getting another building and it's bigger and, you know, our worship team is even better. Our small groups are just or our community groups are even just like there's 30 community groups going at one time. It starts here with the people in this room, the people who meet on Sunday with a vision and a dream to say, hey, Genesis is not a church. It's just a place where we meet. But this community, this group called Genesis, this is the place. This is the place where I want to develop my dream for God's kingdom. This is the place where I want to cultivate my desire to serve God and to make his name known throughout the world. This is the place where <clears throat> at the end of the day, my heart is growing. I, we, I built this. It was my hands that touched the, the concrete and cement alongside of Dan, alongside Doug. We did this together as a team and as a family. And we believed in something that was greater than ourselves. And that was people. The reconciliation of God to his people. Does that make sense? And I think each and every one of us have that. So... This is what has been going on in my in my discussions and my oh man it's going pretty fast. <laughs> I thought I, was, I feel like I've been talking for hours. <laughs> but this is the these are some of the stuff stuff that um that I've been going on with Sam. There's a for me right now we think we talk about man there's a cool little building right here off 2nd Street. How cool would it be if we can meet there consistently on Sundays and and Wednesdays or, you know, even the high school group, you know, the, the, that's just another factor of our of our community here. Our, our high school kids that meet here on Thursdays or even our little babies, our elementary school and nursery. Th those are that's another uh, area of our community. And we started thinking we started dreaming about this place over here on second. And then we started dreaming about a coffee shop that Genesis will have. <laughs> 
I mean, who doesn't like coffee, right? You know? And we can use that for so many other things than just coffee, for to reach students who are in college who need a, a quiet place to study during exams weeks, exam exam weeks. You know, I know for me, I hate sometimes studying in my house for extended periods of time. I need to go somewhere else. And Denny's isn't going to do it because I'm going to want chicken strips. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. You know, and Starbucks closes at, you know, 10, 11. And we can be that one place that just stays open just a little bit longer than the rest to say, hey, we understand that there's there's a you need there's something that you need. and We're going to fulfill that need. You know. There's tons of schools around here who have people who low in, are low income and they receive from the from the from the city, you know, maybe like not food stamps or like little you know free lunches and things like that. You know, I was one of those kids growing up, and I remember someone took the time to drop off a little gift for me and my mom on during Christmas and Thanksgiving. We would get these little wrapped toys in the front. I was a little elementary school kid, but someone thought about me. Someone thought about the community and said, we want to bless these kids. And you know what? I remember receiving that joy, and now I want to give it back. We got There's something we can do. We can create backpacks or something, whatever. That's going to be left for all of us to dream up together, you know? The end result for this guy, Joseph, and the Technicolor dream coat. Have you guys seen that? It's super fun. <laughs> I love musicals. It is kind of funny, but... <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day he was victorious he ended he brought, he was able to bring his family out of uh, uh the famine provide for him a place in Egypt and when they got to that place in Egypt the Israelites were able to grow and then they were ready to move on into the next season of their lives and so my my question is to all of us here are we ready to move on in this next season of our lives are we ready to say lord it's time for me to step up my game and start serving a little bit more or participating in someone else, someone else's life a little bit more getting better at what I do for me I got I want to get better at how I how we lead the worship teams I want to get better on the things that I'm already doing and then move on to the next step but I definitely see a place for myself that we can become um a, a great beacon of hope here in Upland and the Inland Empire. Not so that we can get people in, in on, a, on a Wednesday or Sunday, but just so that we can help. And then <clears throat> the last thing I want to say is this. God is always giving visions and dreams to people in the Bible. And I don't think he, he stopped doing that. He's still speaking today. In fact, the other day a man... Uh, who I consider, you know, a mentor, my friend's dad. I, I, I don't have a dad, so I get to borrow people's dads, you know. <laughs> I get to borrow people's dads and say, hey, man, can I talk to you and blah, 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 you know. But he said to me, you know, sometimes you know your biblical principles. We know our scripture, the majority of those who, you know, have been following Christ for years or grew up in church or whatever. Sometimes you need to just put it aside, pray and ask, God, what are you doing right now? And what do you want to do in the community? Speak to me something fresh. And if you start, God will literally speak to you and say, hey, psst, psst. I think you should do this. And if it doesn't align with God's word, then obviously it's either yourself or some kind of external thought. You know, so 
but God is still speaking. And so I want to challenge all of us to ask ourselves, what is the next vision? What is your, what is your part here at Genesis? And does it fit with the big picture? So as we keep growing together, we're going to notice all some changes that are becoming our way, I, I believe, at Genesis. But we're going to keep getting better at what we do. And if you're ready for that, I'm ready for it. It's going to be hard. <laughs> Growing is not easy. Okay? I got stretch marks. Okay? They hurt. <laughs> and it wasn't because I was building muscle. <laughs> but anyways, <clears throat> for those of you who don't know me, <laughs> sorry. For those of you who do know me, thank you for laughing. So my, that's it. Are we ready to go to the next place? Are we ready to grow together, be stretched together, get irritated with one another? Because the truth of the matter is we're going to go to another level of Genesis, but we're going to fight. There's a, there's a guy on the worship team. His name is John. I told him I was going to pick on him, so it's okay. And him and I yell at each other sometimes. I don't think we yell, but if you were to hear it, you'd be like, oh my gosh, you guys, are, you guys need to really work the way you... I'm like, we're not really mad at each other. But because we've participated in doing worship for the last year now together over and over and over again we're able to understand each other and work our issues out the first time i was irritated i was like oh gosh you know blah 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 and he was like i don't understand now it's just like you should do this you should do this okay fine fine and we're playing we're not really mad at each other i don't know if that makes sense but what i'm trying to say is this we're gonna fight we're probably gonna fight but we'll make up and we'll keep moving forward feelings are going to get hurt as you grow Especially in a church when it's all volunteer. But at the end of the day, if we could stick it out and forgive one another, we'll become even closer. Our hugs will be more meaningful. If you kiss somebody on the cheek, then that kiss will be even more meaningful. So that's it. Are we ready to grow? So let's pray. Father, I want to thank you so much for possibility. And for giving us the opportunity to serve you. I thank you for what you've already created here at Genesis. I thank you for Pastor Sam and Gil and Mary and all the leaders that were here before us. Lord, before we ever got to Genesis, I thank you that they said yes. That they said yes. And I want to ask, Father God, that even though it's going to be hard, whatever comes our way, I pray that, Lord, you would pour out visions and dreams to our in our lives, in our minds, in our hearts, we would write them down and that we would go about them the wisest ways. So help us, Lord, see your vision, see your dreams for our lives, for here, for this community, and help us to say yes. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.